0: Canuck Central in the Kintech studio. Kintech Footwear and Orthotics, Canada's favorite orthotics provider, supported by over 2,500 five-star Google reviews. Find your perfect fit at Kintec.net. This hour is brought to you by Andrew Sherritt Limited, your plumbing and heating wholesaler, a proud family-owned B.C. company helping local business since 1892. Uh, It is a Wednesday. We have a lot to get to, and given it is an overrated, underrated Wednesday, I am certain there will be a lot of uh, questions from the listeners about the big move the Canucks made today, Sats.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I love having to, uh, you know, rate this one Mm -hmm. way or another, hours after the trade. (laughs) You know? I mean, I I love what we do when we give opinions and everything like that, but, you know, have you ever thought one way about something, then gone to bed and felt differently the next day. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: So you're you're saying you feel good about the Horonic Train? No, I'm just saying.
1: I'm interested to see how I feel tomorrow. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Well... That's what I'm wondering about.
0: (laughs) They are just one phone call away from making another move.
1: They're trying. Yes. They're they're trying to make more moves. I wasn't convinced about the Pittsburgh stuff, like I mentioned yesterday. I don't think JT's going anywhere, but they're trying to do other things.
0: Uh, Canucks can't get a second-round pick for Brock Besser, but... uh... (laughs) damn, Pittsburgh will give up a second rounder for Michael Granlund.
1: (laughs) Should we do this or should we do it in overrated, underrated? I'm looking over at Josh because I have a take here on the Besser thing. Should we do it or should we do it in overrated? Should we do Besser talk, overrated, underrated? You can ask the question, Josh. How about we do that? Okay, All right.
0: Let's do that. Uh, Hit the music. Overrated or underrated. You know how it goes. You throw in a note to us. And we discuss if it is overrated, underrated, and sometimes, just sometimes, because we don't like staying on the fence all the time. No,
1: you can't.
0: <laughs> Things can be perfectly rated. Yeah, no doubt. You know, like spaghetti and meatballs. Mm-hmm. Perfectly rated. Who, like, who underrates that? Yeah. Nobody does, because everybody rates it highly. <laughs> and why would you rate it less than that? You wouldn't. So uh, that's how the game is played. You know it. Uh, all right. Producer Josh Elliott-Wolf, what do we got?
2: Uh, So the first one we'll start with, Brock Besser talk. Okay. Overrated or underrated? Okay, so I would say
1: that the notion of him being untradeable is overrated. I think this comes down to Vancouver's valuation. Right. Vancouver doesn't want to retain money. Right. But Granlin... Is that a five million dollar cap hit? He's thirty one and is not very good. Yeah, but has a cap hit of five. (laughs) Very, very good. I don't disagree. But his cap hit is five million for two more years. What's the word been that if Bester's value, if Bester's cap hit was five million, he could get traded. So that means Vancouver probably got a second round pick back. Yeah, so Vancouver would have to retain one point six five or so. But I don't think Vancouver wants to retain money and only get a second back in return. They're saying. We're retaining money, and then you have a player who's better than Mikhail Granlin, and you only want to give us a second-round pick. Like I said before, if Vancouver retains money, they want something for retaining money on Besser.
0: See, that to me makes sense. You know, like, Besser is clearly a better player and has more upside than Mikhail Granlin does at this stage of his career. And that guy just went for a second-round pick. But sometimes, like, I don't know, the valuation of forwards in the NHL just doesn't make any sense. You know, Michael Granlin goes for a second. Nino Niederreiter goes for a second. Marcus Johansson goes for a third-round pick Is an unrestricted free agent. But then, you know, Besser and Garland are just completely untradeable. These are younger players that have scored at 50, 60-point paces through their entire careers. But no, that's can't take that guy. Can't do it. <laughs> what? What's happening? What is going on? So, something about the valuations doesn't make a ton of sense. And we talked about this with Riley Stillman earlier this week. Mm-hmm. You know, we watched this guy play all year. And, you know, we all kind of thought the same thing. Like, oof, I don't know if you're going to get something back for this guy. Yeah, and then and then they did. Something happened. They got a legitimate prospect back for Riley and Stillman. And maybe we're seeing the trades.
1: Like, we saw, like, even a Niederreiter trade. Yeah. You know, less $4 million or whatever. We're, we're starting to see, like, there is value and there is desire to get these players. But it's how much you're willing to eat. Mm. And I think Vancouver's doing a good job of not eating too quickly and taking something they don't need to take. Yeah. Because they waited like the other ones, and, and they found takers.
0: So uh, Brock Besser, trade possibility, underrated.
2: All right, next. Next, we got a few of these, the obvious. Philip Kronick, <laughs> overrated or underrated?
0: Okay, so Ooh. in Vancouver, he will definitely be underrated because... Because right now he's being called overrated. <laughs> no, like... <laughs> because of everything that's happened in this market going back years now Mm -hmm. you can't look at a player and just evaluate them for who they are we're all evaluating it in the big picture of everything and you know i it's an unfortunate reality it's kind of like jt miller you know people don't really look at jt miller objectively anymore it's just all about his contract you can't look at tyler myers objectively because it's all about his contract doesn't matter that he's maybe a $4 million type defenseman because he's $6 million and the Canucks didn't need him when they got him. So yeah. it, it's, it's really frustrating. But Philip Heronick is actually good, and I'm really excited to see how he fits here in Vancouver. You know, he, he's going to bring some offense. I'm curious as to who he plays with, if they try him with Quinn Hughes or they like to see him with somebody else. But this is an actually good defenseman. It's a rarity that a top-four right-shot defenseman even becomes available in Mm -hmm. trade, but I think the Canucks got a legitimate one.
1: Yeah, no, I I think they got a legitimate one. If his play is going to be anything like it's been this season, then I think we're talking about a player who's going to be underrated. All right. That's
2: Philip Heronick, underrated. Next one, John, the Canucks' deadline so far, overrated or underrated?
1: So yesterday it was a win. (laughs) so things change in, in a day like it's gonna change again like now it's kind of like uh, I don't know like it's, it's hard to evaluate it's a very un unclear picture right um
0: today so yesterday I was I'd, like, I'd
1: say it's underrated because of the action like there's so much action and yeah. there's gonna be more action like we, we set the over under what a joke I'm like <laughs> like that uh, was
0: like one and a half <laughs> trades one, one
1: and a half trades My like, they'll do Shen Do you do something else maybe one more trade so now they've done Horvat No, this was after Horvat. Yeah. After Horvat. So after Horvat, we set the number at one and a half. Probably should have said it higher, but we set it at one and a half. We've had Shen, Kravtsov,
0: Kronik, Stillman. So
1: we've had four deals so far. Four deals so far.
0: (laughs) One and a half from today (laughs) till the end of Friday. I'm still taking the over. Uh, Chef Patrick continuing to do the work. Uh, So yesterday, after the Stillman trade and the Luke Shen move, to me, I'm, I'm kind of like, eh, bona. You know, this is this is nice. I like what's happening here. Um, and then today, I mean, the trade goes down, and I'm, like, what are you guys what's doing? What's
1: going you know? on? What is happening here? What is going on? <laughs> I felt
0: like my cousin Vinny down the street. Like, what are you guys doing? doing? You know, <laughs> this is this is unbelievable. You know, it's just again, we're going through this again. The same conversations. Will they ever end? No, they won't. This is just. This is just the reality of covering the Vancouver Canucks and being a fan of the Vancouver Canucks. You will forever have to debate the merits of a rebuild versus a retool, and until one happens or one works, like until the rebuild happens or the retool works, the conversation will continue. There's there's no getting away from it. So uh, right now, the Canucks deadline so far uh, incomplete. We'll, we'll make a new uh, a new metric for this one because uh, we still have till Friday. As of right now after the Heronic trade, it's uh it's overrated.
2: This one from Dan, Patience, overrated or underrated?
0: <laughs> Patience, it's underrated, especially in the uh in the National Hockey League. Um look at Detroit right now. And yeah, they made the move with the Vancouver Canucks. They've been rebuilding for a couple of years and they can kind of sniff the playoffs like <laughs> Oh, we, we can smell we're it. We're close. We're there. Yeah. We're getting there. We're, we're close. Little Caesars <laughs> Arena. Smell Smells that hot so and fresh pizza. <laughs> it's wafting. Wafting. <laughs> All those people coming to watch our games. Yeah. But they're like, you know what? In this Eastern Conference, we don't even stand a chance. So let's uh, make some future forward-thinking moves. And they've done that. They've added a couple of more first-round picks. They've added a couple more second-round picks. And they're going to continue to build out what's already a pretty deep team and a pretty deep prospect system. So that's what patience gets you. What uh, patience or lack of patience gets you is not much of a prospect pool and up and down results like we've seen the Canucks Mm -hmm. have the last few years.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's been way too many. It's about victories. Get victories, real ones. Get wins, baby. Mike G, the
2: Islanders' first-round pick,
1: overrated or underrated? <laughs> it was it was over, it was underrated before. <laughs> now it's like how quickly people have flipped on it. I guess now everyone wants the Islanders to make the playoffs, right? That, that I think that's the take. Islanders make the playoffs yes. and guarantee that it's it, it's a. You know, Islanders win the cup would be ideal. Yeah. Late, like very late first round pick. Yeah. Now you want the Islanders to not only make the playoffs, but at least do damage, also do damage in the postseason. So
0: do you think the Canucks like saw the Islanders win a few games in a row and were like, mm, you know what? This pick's not going to be that great. You know, they're going to mm. make the playoffs.
1: They're like, oh my God, we we, we underrated Bo Horvat. <laughs> He's going to take him to the postseason now. I don't think that happened. But maybe, I mean, I, honestly, I, I think
0: even along, after
1: they wanted to flip that pick, it seems like.
0: Yeah. But even after the Islanders have gone on this little bit of a streak here, they're still ninth in points percentage. They're still behind the Sabres, still behind the Penguins. Penguins have won three in a row now, by Mm -hmm. the way. But chances are they still miss the playoffs with that pick, and it probably ends up being around 13, 14, And so that pick still wildly underrated. And if the New York Islanders end up giving an unprotected pick to the Detroit Red Wings next year, there's going to be a lot of scoreboard watching on the Islanders by Canucks fans next season.
2: Uh, J.R. Tiger, tanking with Pedersen and Hughes on your team.
0: See, this is overrated. Um, But as I've said, it's required more patience than tanking. Like, obviously, this year, there's no other choice the Canucks have than to tank the rest of this season. And when you look at the roster, Sad, I think we all know. The tank is on, baby. Yes. Uh, even though they won these last couple of games and have, uh, well, not a couple of games, but they've uh, put together a little streak of getting some points here. Um, but they needed to exercise more patience through this season and next, in my humble opinion. That is obviously not happening. Um, but you can't tank forever, especially when you have Pedersen and Hughes on the roster, and more so Hughes. And I would throw Demco into this. If Demko is a part of this retool, you've got three more years left of a well above average goalie at five million per. Well, you take so advantage. that puts a bit of a. It puts a bit of a ticker on how long you can stay out of the playoff chase.
1: Well, if you're holding on to it, then how many of the, those years can you take advantage of? Can you take advantage of two and actually be a contender? you got a lot of work to do in the next year.
0: How much of the Heronic trade is, well, we also still have to show Pedersen a bright future mm-hmm. here in Vancouver? Yeah. It's, it's you know, one of those things we've been saying kind of for years. Like, oh, you, you got to show the core that you're... Moving in a better direction.
1: These guys want to win games. I will say, but I'm so sick of that excuse. I mean, that's been. I mean, they've been trying to like sell the core on staying here. And then what happens when you keep doing yeah. that? Like, it can't just be about that. It has to be legitimately like you have a proper plan, and we're going to execute this and be a good team, and not just go and make a move that's rash because we're trying to impress a guy we're trying to pay $90 million to.
2: Steve. Next. Steve. Mm. The Pittsburgh Penguins as a trade partner. Overrated or underrated? Okay, <laughs> apparently underrated. <laughs> I mean,
1: I mean, I I know our man Earp's been mentioning, and I've said this before. Like, I have not independently been able to verify or confirm through people I've talked to that Vancouver and Pittsburgh are engaged in anything. It doesn't mean they're not, but I can't. Th- I, I've all along I've said I don't know anything about Pittsburgh. All I can tell you is JT's not getting traded to Pittsburgh. That's all I can yeah. tell you. Like, I don't know any, about anything else because they barely have cap space now after making the Grandland trade. The only way they can make this trade with Besser is if they're sending a contract back. Would Marcus Pedersen be that left-hand D we were talking about to be Horonix's uh, partner? So does that make sense if we start putting puzzle pieces together? Because the only way it makes sense to me, the, the Pittsburgh trade, if we're to be an underrated trade partner for Besser, is if you're getting Pedersen back and something else. Like if you're taking Pedersen back, do you get a pick too? Do you get a, can you get the first-round pick from Pittsburgh who still has a first if you're taking Pedersen off their hands and sending Besser there and retaining potentially slightly?
0: Uh, Shayna Goldman, nine minutes ago. Pens add Granlin for two-plus years, which lines up with the big threes window. Following the pattern, another player whose deal fits that timeline is Besser, whose cap hit matches, say, Marcus Petterson and Brock McGinn.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Would expect Van to recoup some sorely needed capital if they make that deal. So that was from uh, Shannon Goldman, who's you know been really good with her reporting through deadline season, and has been on this Vancouver Pittsburgh connection a lot over the last few days.
1: And even the JT stuff that came out, um, it's been like, like I said, I'm not saying they haven't been hearing JT's name; it's yes. been out there. I'm just saying I'm not expecting JT to get traded there, and I don't expect JT to get traded by the deadline. But his name's been there. So I think she's been hearing the same things that people in Pittsburgh have been hearing, but
0: clearly JT's not the target. Uh, could be Brock Besser though. I would say, look. So if, if, you take Patterson you, if you're back, taking back Marcus Patterson, you know the difference first. If you're doing that, yeah, I, I would think so, or at least the
1: second. And do you send Rathbone too then, or something? Like yeah. A prospect, do it that way. or you giving them a defenseman back in return? I mean, is that's Patterson. How it makes an, sense. A,
0: is Marcus Patterson a negative value asset? His in, the contracts, of, in the eyes of the league.
1: Well, I think he's a $4 million player who's probably not playing at that level this year. Yeah. But if you're playing him next to...
0: Philip Peronik.
1: Yeah. You feel like he's going to be the lefty. can play in the PK a little bit. You know, moves the puck decently out of his own zone. Can he be kind of the stay? We, we we've talked about this before. Ideal partners.
0: Gives you a left shot D to take over for when you buy out Oliver ekman Larson in the summer. <laughs> uh, just, just a theory. I don't know. Just a theory. Next one.
2: Austin and Langley. Big swing rentals at the trade deadline, overrated or underrated. I think this is for any team, not just. Uh, yeah.
0: Um, generally overrated. I, I've often felt that teams overpay for weird rentals.
1: Oh, yeah. It happens all the time. Like
0: when the Leafs paid a first round pick for Felino, It was like, what? What are you doing that for? Or last year, you know, the way uh, Florida just went all in on both Drew and, and Ben Sherratt, had that work out for them. Mm. Grim, right? Yeah. And it's and it, like their future value is very grim right now as they try to put a team around Sasha Barkov and uh, and Matthew Kachuk. You know, it's I think it, I've often felt it's the types of players that get overpaid for at the deadline. That often be the ones that turn out to be the problem. The Ben Chirats of the world. Oh, this guy's a playoff
1: player. Yeah, I think that's part of it. And also just or in general, if you, if you if your team needs multiple big players to be, become a contender, you're probably not going to become a contender. Yeah. It's usually the teams that have already done all their heavy lifting and are adding finishing pieces to it. So if you're trading your future away at, at, at the deadline... It's probably not going to work out because the flaws you're trying to fix are too big for you to, to be able to cover over. That's why it's the minor moves, because teams that are making minor moves have their big questions solved already. Yeah. You know, so generally the, the biggest spenders at the deadline are the most overrated at the end of the day. Usually.
0: Uh, like the entire 2006 Canucks deadline? <sighs> Eric Weinrich, Sean Brown, Keith Carney, Mika Noronen. They traded a second-round
1: pick for Norinen. They traded a second-round pick for Keith Carney, (laughs) I believe it was. They they, they traded like a fifth-round pick for Sean Brown, I think it was, right? Am I on the right? And a third-round pick for Weinrich? Am I right about that, too? Did I nail all the picks? (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. (laughs) And they didn't make the playoffs.
0: Yeah. They didn't make the playoffs. So all of that, they uh, sent out two second-rounders, a third-round pick, a fourth-round pick, Brett Skinner, and uh, Thomas... Moises. Yeah, Moises.
1: Moises. And I actually thought he had, he, I for a while overrated, underrated. There was a time I thought Thomas Moises was a underrated defenseman. No, in the you
0: did I did. Stop I, I it. I will find a tweet. This is not something you need and he to wasn't admit good. to either. No, I know. But I'm just saying, like Thomas Moises,
1: like, shows you my acumen, right? I thought this guy might be a player. Definitely not. And like the best part about that, the thing that made it the most overrated, the Canucks traded a second for Noronen. They're like, "Hey, at least Noronen might be the goalie for the future." He didn't even come back to the, <laughs> the NHL
0: after. Yes, uh, I've been I've I've long been a Rudolph's Balsers guy, so you know I, know I know I know I know exactly what you mean.
2: Uh, JL trade deadline shows overrated or underrated <laughs> this on Friday TV or or on the radio.
0: We're doing uh, an extra I, well, <laughs> look. We agreed to do an extra hour on Friday and. At least we'll have a lot of things to recap. Yeah, well, you know?
2: exactly. You
1: know what? We haven't really been able to fully break everything down around the league, so we'll give you good insight and, and breakdown. So it's going to be underrated, even though you're you're thinking the trades might be overrated because there'll be fewer of them.
0: I keep saying, you know, uh, the big trades are pretty much done, but <laughs> every day the NHL provides something new. We can't call the GMs cowards anymore, Sat. They're endless beers to hold right yes. now,
1: right? Like it's no. You know what? For once, NHL <laughs> GMs, you're, you're not being cowards for once. Yeah. You made some trades. The No Fun League, mm-hmm. the Broke Boys League is, is acting a little tougher this year. It's
0: almost like the, uh, <laughs> all, the all the years of pent-up wanting to be able to do things has just resulted in teams... Finally getting creative about how to work around the salary cap constraints.
1: What's the uh, what's the take always, right? That GMs can't help the urge to spend their cap space in the summer. Yes. And all year there's no cap space in the league. But but by we, we always said that you get to the deadline, cap space accrues. Finally, you finally yes. around the deadline, a few weeks out of style, you, you'll have some space to do stuff. Boy, did they spend it in a hurry. <laughs> they couldn't wait to
2: spend that little bit of cap space they had. Yeah. All right next uh next one silver and black Canuck the NFL combine overrated or underrated uh
1: I think it's overrated but it's underrated if if you think like there are, there's the baselines underrated I think you have to have a baseline of athleticism but I think always like the traits could be overrated specifically sometimes because mm-hmm. we talk about 40s and explosive times and this and that and then three cones we can get too carried away with it sometimes.
0: Uh, I just I, I love seeing the the quarterbacks go for the big dad run. Uh, <laughs> like, tell me there is better video out there than Tom Brady running the forty, right? It's incredible. And he he was what twenty two at the time. Yeesh. He looked like you know your regular forty three year old uh, with with two kids, mm. you know, running down the street in his fancy New Balance, you know. Like that's that was Tom Brady at his at his combine.
2: Fancy new balance? Yes. Oh, okay. They are back. They're back. But like in style. the
0: typical like dad shoe new balance. I the, think even the those white are. Blue ones? Yes. Yeah, they are. They are.
2: Ironically. Styles are so strange. Anyways. Uh Vicky, travel neck pillows. Overrated or underrated.
0: They might be the most overrated thing on the planet. Like do you have a travel neck pillow? Like when you get on a plane. The neck pillow. I don't maybe I'm using it wrong. You it, know what? It never really feels all that great. So I, I saw a TikTok. Now I don't know if it was you
1: you know what I'm talking about. Josh is nodding his head. I think we've been wearing it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> what
0: do you mean? Like you just put it behind your no, head. No, you're supposed to put it
1: like up your neck. What? Because you yeah. have a so seat like,
2: behind your head already. Yeah.
1: It, that's why it's uncomfortable. It makes sense. Like you put it on back here, you're like, this is so uncomfortable. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, n- no, you know what? It's so I've so been doing <laughs> it wrong my
2: whole life? Me yeah. too, yeah. It's so I'm if you again. lean forward that you're not like Is falling like the, over.
0: Here's something I wish I knew of <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: before I was in my 30s. Exactly. Thing. It's pretty much. It's like Damn a bib
1: for your chin.
0: <laughs> How does this work? <laughs> I mean, you
1: just, you put just put it. All right. it. I'm,
0: I'm <laughs> trying this at home. <laughs> so,
1: Because I'm with you. I, th- I thought they were overrated. I'm like, what are these things? They're totally just like a joke. It's like.
0: Me. Uh, I'm an idiot. I mean, there is definitely like way too many people who have spent too much at like an airport kiosk for a travel neck pillow. And then been like, man, this doesn't do anything. Oh. This is awful.
1: The best is, you know what's overrated? Preparing yourself for a long flight in yes. terms of having snacks and movies to watch.
2: Because you end up not even doing half of the stuff you planned on doing. <laughs> Just nice to have it there, though. Yeah. yeah. It makes me more comfortable. Oh, that's great. Uh, last one, one will end with this. Discount Dracula. Different flavored popcorn. So, just not not the butter mm. flavor. Maybe throw a dill pickle in oh, there. No. Cheddar.
1: I'm not, I'm not big on dill pickle. I can handle cheddar. I, uh, I, like I can the do sweet. the white cheddar, yeah. Okay. I like the sweet and salty stuff. Mm-hmm. That's good. Some of the, um, like. Um, I'm,
0: I'm big on uh, throwing the Tabasco sauce into the, uh, into the popcorn. It's
1: too, you gotta do a, it's too much. It gets soggy. You gotta, it gets messy, yeah. Yeah. yes. Chat doesn't a, like anything with the like yeah. I don't like messy either.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, that. What about a Chicago mix?
1: Yeah, Chicago mix is good. Sweet. With the has, little yeah. M&M's inside and whatever? have has some cheddar ones, too. Well, it's like the
2: cheddar and the caramel one. Oh, yeah, They're, they're
1: yeah, like yeah. a popcorn trail mix.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I do like uh, pouring, like, Smarties or M&M's mm. into the, the bag of popcorn.
1: Yeah. That's mm. a good... That's a veteran move. It's good. Yeah. Go to the movies, get, like, a bag of, like... Yeah. Cho- like, ...chocolates yeah. and some gummies and just Milk throw them duds. all in. Yeah. Mm. Or... Yeah, a good.
0: <laughs> I would say movie popcorn, like the butter for movie popcorn is definitely overrated. Anyways.
1: Mm, I don't know. I don't agree with that. Big uh, on the butter. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. That's it for overrated, underrated. Tomorrow, uh, we are getting ready for the Minnesota Wild and whatever else the Canucks have in store on the trade market. T-minus two days until the deadline is here. That's coming up tomorrow on Canuck Central.